0: thank you, Cameron. Cameron's actually a really good singer. Actually, he uh, has led worship and all those types of things. At Northwest, right? Oh no, Christian Faith Center. Oh, Christian Faith Center. Even better. I mean, not even better, but anyway. (laughs) Um, So, as you guys know, um, the dessert auction—or the dessert, not auction, but dessert night—that we had for the uh, McIntyres went very well. And we—is Ryan here too? Oh, he's dropping off the baby. So um, we are sending, as you know, the McIntyres, the whole family, Ryan, Tamara, and their three kids off to Papua New Guinea with Wycliffe. And I'm pretty excited about that. We're trying to raise money, uh, get it by December 1st. We have to get 50% of it raised, which is 3000 a month in pledges. Uh, the total amount is over 6000 a month in pledges. They kind of broke it down at the dessert night, which was really cool to see uh, where that goes. Um and it was a pretty good success. In fact, just so everyone can see you, can you stand up and raise your hand? See, there she is. Our missionary. So exciting. So um, it's exciting to see this thermometer go up. I love thermometers. In um, fact, we just raised money just to have an excuse to have a thermometer. But um, <laughs> we got to color this week. We've gone from 850 a month to now a 1,000 or 11,50 a month. So can we just celebrate the Lord and celebrate you guys 1150 just keeps on going up 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 I love it we'll get down to 3000 we have I think four Sundays to go and so praise the Lord for what he is doing there also um, I know it was in the announcements but November 20th worship night I cannot wait for that I, I just love what we got to do today uh, what Mary read that verse that she read um, I was like, okay, I have my message for that night. I will be giving a short message that night, so I'd encourage you guys to come out and, and listen to that. We'll have an address uh, to Evergreen Foursquare next Sunday, so you guys know where that is. But uh, do you guys remember a couple of years ago when we do those joint worship services with Evergreen? And, and we'd kind of hop back and forth, do one there, do one here, do one there, do one here. We're trying to do uh, something like that again. So uh, I'd encourage you to go. Um, if you don't go, uh, then I guess we won't be doing those. Because <laughs> there'd be no reason to do it if you didn't come. But, uh, go ahead and, uh, if you, if you like the idea of worshiping together, show up to that, um, 7 p.m. Friday night, um, should be good. Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull them out. Kindle, iPad, whatever you young kids are using these days. We're in the New Testament. As you guys know, we're continuing our series entitled Dear, and then you fill in the blank and you put your name in the blank. Love God is this idea that there's these eternal truths from God written to you and to me. And we're focusing in this letter, the Philippians letter, Paul right into the church in Philippi. Originally, this was supposed to be a four-week series. (laughs) This is funny. Turned into a six-week series. And then I was just absolutely positive. This is going to be a nine-week series. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's going to be longer. I mean, I I, I just apologize. It's just too good. It's just too good. I tried to move fast, you know, faster this week, and I just couldn't get there. Um, because it, it is—it's just really good. I don't—if uh, you've been here, you know the Lord is just speaking mightily through this letter. Amen. I mean, just amen. The Lord is speaking. If you missed last Sunday, listen to the podcast. Go online, listen to the sermon. We listen, we heard last week in chapter two, verses twelve and thirteen that God is working in you. Remember that—that that His power resides within you. Do you believe that every day that He is giving you what you need by the power of God to live a godly life for Him? Do you believe that, Church? Changes your life if you actually believe that, doesn't it? The power of God on display. We can trust Him. His living Word. Do you believe it is a Word that is alive? Do you believe that? Do you believe that it's alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword? Piercing into those deeper parts. You know, the part that your spouse and your kids don't even know about. That He is alive and active, working in us, giving us what we need to live for Him. And church, like I said last Sunday, and I heard someone say this today actually while we were praying uh, before the service, this is not a powerless religion. Amen. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're walking with the supernatural power of God residing within us. And with that eternal truth settled in our hearts today, I want to move forward into a couple more verses. And, it, and it's in chapter two again. We're going to pick it up in verse 14. But before I read, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you for what you're already doing in this place. Um, the idea of us just being alive in you, shining our light for you. Um, I thank you that that is not a pipe dream, fantasy or fairy tale. That is the reality of who we are today in Christ, that we shine our light for you. Let it be so. And everyone said, Amen. All right. Church, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I'm glad and I rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Did you catch that? He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. So you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. I love that passage. I mean, just really, just practically, how cool is that? That we shine among this warped and crooked generation like stars in the in the sky. It's just kind of a, it's a cool idea. I mean, think of the visual of that. And here it is in the word of God. It's what we've been called to as Christians. Right. I mean, the shine, our light to let the light of Christ shine in us and through us. And then I love this part. Come on, this is so good. When we let our light shine, we look like what? We look like shining stars. I mean, you can hear the theme music, can't you? I mean, the song, the the boldness that you have as a Christian, you're a shining star. I felt like I heard theme music. Did anyone else hear theme music? I'm a shining star! Come on, is that... I mean, I was reading that this week and I was just like, are you kidding me? God, are you sure you're talking about me? Anyone ever do that with the Bible when you read it? Like, are you sure you're talking about me? He might be just talking about my wife. He's talking about you. Do you believe that? I mean, it's crazy. It's absurd. But it's the truth. We would shine like stars in the sky as children of God. Listen to this without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Everybody say warped and crooked generation. generation. Ha! you warped and crooked generation. And you know, I, I hear Paul say that. I'm like, Paul, how did you how did he know? Right. How, how did you know that in the year 2015 that it would be warped and crooked? Like, Paul, are you? I mean, that is just incredible. Well, if you look back at the time when Paul was living, things were pretty warped and crooked, weren't they? When you think about Roman rule and what was going on in that time period, it, it wasn't that great. But even as bad as it was back in Paul's time, this phrase that Paul uses, he didn't even come up, come up with it himself. He's plagiarizing or quoting Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy two five. And even there, I mean, so we're talking way back in Moses' days. And then even Jesus gives his own little twist and spin on this phrase. And he says in Matthew seventeen seventeen, he calls us, you unbelieving and perverse generation. And the reason I mention this is sometimes I just hang out with Christians who just freak out. They, they freak out on me about how everything is going on in this world. And, and I get it. I mean, I can't see things are wonderful, but I can say it's been this way for a while. You just didn't live through all those years. You're just living in now, and you're like, "I'm living now," and it's a warped and crooked generation. Ah! It's been that way a while. I, I looked up. Um, I remember in my uh, history class in college, they talked about World War II, and if you look at the civilians that died, the, the army soldiers that died, the countries that were affected from disease and famine as a result of that war, World War II. The amount of people that died is estimated between 50 and 80 million people. That's a lot of people. And when I look at that, I just think, you warped, crooked, perverse, evil generation. But the reality is ever since the fall of man, when sin entered this world, that is the generation that we've been living in. Okay, church? That's the generation we're living in, whether it's the time of Moses, whether it's the time of Paul, whether it's now. And yet, as Christians, listen to this, regardless of what time period we are living in, regardless of the political or the economic climate, we are called to what we are called to shine like stars in this generation. Do you have that within you? Do you have that faith? So, I mean, let's get heavy. I'm just think of all the corruption and the perversion and the evil of the day. Just think of it all, and then stop wishing that you were living in a different time period. Instead, you start thinking of your high calling in Christ. You rise up in faith. You be an Esther for such a time as this. You rise up. You run your race with passion toward the goal that God has set out for you, and you shine like stars in the midst of this dark, dark world. I love that someone other other, earlier too said something about shining your light in the darkness. I love that. I was talking to Dave Lloydhammer yesterday and we were talking about how as Christians we should be excited about life. I've been saying this almost every week and and it's a paraphrase of the book of Revelation, but it says, get your head up. Your salvation is near. Get your head up. Your salvation is near. There should be an excitement about your life. God, you've placed me here in 2015 and I don't believe that you make accidents or mistakes. So if this is what you've called me to, then yes, here am I, send me, right? Right? God, if this is what you call me to then where's the line? I'm going to sign, right? Sign me up, Lord. God, I'm ready. Lifespring, are you ready? McIntyre's are ready. Their house just sold last week. They got nothing left. <laughs> They're ready. Are you prepared to say, God, I'm ready to do your will? I want to shine like a star. I want to be brilliant for you, Lord. But God, I, I, I'm ready. I, I just need to know what to do so I can shine, right? So if that's our hearts, and everyone just said yes, and and you know we, we we sold our houses and all those types of things, God, I just need to know what I need to do to shine Your light, right? Like, and and, and then we go to the Holy, Holy Spirit. If You could just tell me, like, what could I do? What what were some things that maybe I could do? What is it, Lord? What what do I need to do? Can I just tell me, God, what I need to do? And, and the Holy Spirit. And he said this this last week. He said, Dan, you want to shine? I was like, yes, I want to shine. This is what you need to do. You want to shine? I'll give you a way to shine. I'll let everyone read the sign. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. I'm happy to tell you. <laughs> this morning, God would say, dear... Fill in your name. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Love God. Why? So that you can become blameless and pure. So that you can shine like stars in the sky as you hold on to the word of life. I love it. Philippians two fourteen, it's a verse. You know, the verses didn't come around till the fifteen hundreds when they actually marked it out into verses, and some brilliant guy said, Yep, that's a verse. We're 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 not going to add any words to that one. That's just going to be a verse. And memorization of Scripture, I think it's important. Some of us are, have a harder time than others memorizing it, but I, I think there's a power in being able to recall the Word of God as we walk through the challenges of life. Well, here we go, church. I think this is one that we all need to memorize. So say it with me. It's Philippians 2.14, by the way. So do everything without grumbling or arguing. Philippians 2.14. Let's do it again. I'll be the teacher here. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Philippians two, fourteen. Let's say it one more time. Do everything without grumbling or arguing. Philippians two fourteen. Now if we were in Sunday school, we'd come up with sign language or something like do everything without no. (laughs) no, we need to move on best. That that got awkward. But then I I was thinking about this thing. I was like, no, 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 no. Right. It can't be that simple, right? There must be something more. There must be a debate that I can win. There must be an argument that I can win. There must be some, you know, crazy atheist or person of other religion that I can just kind of pound down with with my theology and my, my rightness, right? There's got to be something I can do to point out all your sins in the Bible. Something I can do to shine like a star, right? To really be that shooting star. But he says, no, do everything without grumbling or arguing. We spent months walking through the fruit of the Spirit and I actually don't think I have that white envelope. If anyone happens to find a white envelope of mine... Yeah, and there's my Bible. Oh, I was I was gonna tell ask the church the if they had a black leather bound Bible that it's mine. But then I was like, that's embarrassing. The pastor doesn't have his Bible, but now my Bible. Thank you so much. Well, think about this. We spent. Just months on the fruit of the Spirit. I love that, by the way, the, the time we spent walking through the fruit of the Spirit. And this is the idea that the Holy Spirit is inside of us, right? He's living in us. First Corinthians 3.16 Do you not know that you are what? You are a temple of God and that what? The Spirit of God dwells in you. As so we die to ourselves, we crucify our flesh. He takes residence in us. He finds that home in us. We talked about that. that it's a home where He actually feels welcome. And He begins to live in us and the fruit begins to be produced in our lives. And that through the Spirit, it's what? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it's not a fruit that happens by our own willpower, right? We don't just kind of gut it out, grit it out, just try really hard. No, it's produced by who? The Holy Spirit. As we yield to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to fill us up. Ephesians 5.18 says, Don't get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. But what? Be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. And as we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up, the Spirit actually changes us we've talked about that right we read romans 12:2 last week that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds second corinthians 3:18 tells us and we all with unveiled faces contemplate the lord's glory we are being transformed into his image into whose image into the image of christ with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit so as we walk out this christian life we are transformed become more like who Jesus and His glory is increasing and increasing in our lives. And the more and more that His glory is increasing in our lives, the more we become like Jesus, the more we yield to the Spirit, the more and more fruit is being produced in our lives. So that's what happens as a Spirit-filled believer. And it is awesome. Don't you just love it? But then let's stack the fruit of the Spirit, this byproduct of living the Spirit-filled life, let's just stack it up to what Paul just told us. So, do everything without grumbling and arguing. Love. No, doesn't really fit. Maybe joy. Grumbling or arguing. No. Peace. We'll give peace a shot. I feel like I'm doing Prices Right right now. Um, No, too high. Uh, We have to go lower. (laughs) I just watched Prices Right the other day. It was really fun. Patience. Ah, Grumbling and arguing doesn't really fit with patience. Kindness. No. It's hard to grumble and be kind at the same time. Mm, Randy Ford. You feel you feel the kindness, aren't you? Goodness, goodness. Well, when I grumble, I only grumble with goodness. Those pickles are just too sweet. And I'm a good person. Faithfulness. Gentleness. I never, I never, you know, uh, accuse someone who's arguing and complaining a lot, like, wow, you sure are gentle. <laughs> Self-control, nah, not a chance. Okay. So grumbling and arguing, I would say they're not of the Spirit, not a part of the fruit of the Spirit. In fact, they're opposite of the Spirit. These are the things of the flesh. So you, you want to do everything without grumbling and arguing, then guess what you have to do? You're going to have to stop living by the flesh and you're going to have to yield to the Spirit and allow all the things that I just talked about, what it means to live that Spirit-filled life. Some of you right now, now, you know in your gut, you know that you need to do this today, that like right now, like not after I say even another word, you need to surrender to God. You need to yield to His Spirit and glory to God. By the grace of God, the good news is you can do that right now. And as you yield, as you take a step back, as you allow the Holy Spirit to live inside of you, He will produce fruit in you. And guess what? This is the exciting stuff. As He produces fruit in your life, you're going to shine like stars in a corrupt and crooked, warped generation. And then it says, "As you hold on to this word of life. And I love this idea of holding on to the word of life, right? I mean, just continually believing. Just, just holding on. Holding on. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I talked about working it out, right? And, and working out your salvation and this idea of exercising your faith. Holding on to the word of God. It is just continual believing. It's exercising your faith. It's holding on to the good news. And as you do this, the promise is there. You're going to shine like stars. When he says... The word of life. Life is a very powerful word. Remember this word life in the Greek. It's the word. Anyone know the Greek word for life? Zoe, right? You ever heard that before? Zoe, the Zoe life. It's one of the most beautiful words in the Bible, in the New Testament. If you have a daughter, name her Zoe. Give me credit. It's this idea of life. And and not just the idea of like just existence. You know, just Living in the Old Testament, you see that a little bit. But in the New Testament, it is this idea of just, I mean, mean life. Like vitality, animation, creativity, supernatural life. The fullness of life that God and only God can give you. That's what Paul talks about. He almost always puts the words like everlasting or eternal with this word life. Anybody have that life today, right? Anybody in this house, if you have that life, that Zoe life, raise your hand. Anybody, right? Come on. That's what you have as a Christian. The life. I, I mean, again, Dave and I were talking yesterday. And we were talking about life. And we're like, you know what I'm talking about. That life, like once I was dead in my sins. Once I was... I, I, you th- Just think about what you deserve in your sins, in your flesh. But because I believe in Jesus Christ, He has given us Zoe life vital animating spiritual eternal dynamic zoe life that actually transforms us and changes us by his holy spirit all to the glory of god and we have the word of life and as we have this word of life and as we hold on to it there is a choice in that to hold on to the word of life god's not going to make you hold on to the word of life but as you hold on to it what you have zoe life and when you have the zoe life you shine like stars in the sky and when you shine like stars in the sky guess what it's going to influence everybody around you because the light shines in the what in the darkness and the darkness to flee there's a difference you are a difference maker in christ when you are living the zoe life do you believe that power packed portion of scripture this morning this is intense stuff all right so where are you with all this i mean just make it personal don't answer out loud but are you living a life of grumbling and complaining and again i don't want you to answer out i just think about this I'm not going to look at anybody. I don't want to judge anybody here. But if you're living a life of arguing and complaining, it's going to be hard to live the Zoe life that God has called you to live. Because the Zoe life that God has created you to live, I've been there. It can just get buried underneath grumbling and complaining. I don't have to tell you that, right? That's not some grand revelation today. You already feel that. You have had exhibit A and exhibit B and exhibit C and D and E and F in your life, in your father's life, in your spouse's life, in your kid's life, where you have seen that on display and you've seen how it can steal life from you. So each one of us this morning, we have some decisions to make. Are you going to yield to the spirit and allow God's will for your life to flourish? Or are you going to go your own way and live by your own will? By the way, when we're talking about being filled with the Spirit, it's important that all of us, we're all going to be filled with something. Right? You're going to be filled with something. That's why I love Ephesians 5.18, the verse that I just read. It says you have a choice, right? You can either be filled with wine and get drunk on wine or what? You can be filled with uh, the Spirit. Let's not stop with alcohol, right? There's plenty of things you can be filled with. Sex, alcohol, TV, music, movies, whatever it is. Just think about the things you can fill yourself with. That would be contrary to the Spirit. Uh, pot, marijuana. It's pretty popular these days. A lot of my friends seem to be enjoying it. And here's the deal. It's legal. And so you have to decide what you want to do with all this. Because I get it. There's some legitimate reasons that people uh, smoke pot. And I don't want any of you to have to defend your usage of marijuana to me. But my heart for you and my prayer for you is just that you be careful about what you're filling your life with. So for me, it's not an issue of whether it's right or wrong, right? Whether it's legal or illegal. It's an issue of being spiritually wise, spiritually mature, you as a human being, you have a choice to make. You get to decide what you're going to fill your life with. And as much as you can, with spiritual eyes, with eyes of faith, you've got to look at the decisions you're making and just ask yourself, is this weed or is this liquor or is this sexual promiscuity and immorality or is this vulgar language or, or whatever this is, is it really launching me into the Zoe life, the abundant, vibrant life, where I'm not grumbling and arguing all the time, but where I am shining like a star. Is this what's happening when I'm filling myself with these things? Just ask that question. And be brutally honest with yourself. It's just incredible the excuses we have for why we do what we do. But just be brutally honest this morning. Because I've noticed, you've noticed too, that these things that we fill ourselves with, they can affect our attitude, can't they? We, We try to tell the world that it doesn't affect our attitude. I mean every junior hire I've ever met will tell me that the things that they fill themselves with don't affect them, right? Have you ever talked to a 13-year-old about, well, you know, that can affect you. No, it doesn't. I'm Right? We get it. But we're not junior hires anymore. And so the older you get, the more you mature and you just begin to realize that the things I fill myself with, they actually affect me. They don't just affect me. They affect my attitude. I think about the different things I've filled my life with where I've tried to justify them, right? And this is the logic you use, and this is the logic I've used. I, I'm not harming anybody else, right? It's legal. I'm not doing anything wrong. <clears throat> when I was gambling, my parents know well my gambling life. Nothing wrong with it, right? Just having fun. Or when I was gorging myself with food, not like two years ago, but like two months ago, not harming anybody else. It's my body. I can do with my body what I want to do with my body. It's not like I'm eating anything illegal. Or there was a time I just last summer I was watching a show called Orange is the New Black. Is the New Black and, and I would justify that show until the cows come home, right? Well, it's got a good story. I like the characters. It's funny. Right? So these are the things I've filled myself up with before. And you've got your list. But when I put them up against this <laughs> do everything without grumbling or arguing when I was gambling or eating or watching that show if you told me that maybe I shouldn't be doing that you know like hey you know Pastor yeah, I think that might not be uh, wise for you what would I do? I'd get defensive wouldn't I? I'd jump on you I'd give you all the reasons why it was okay I'd be quick to argue I'd be quick to complain I'd be quick to fight I'm not doing anything wrong What are you, like the morality police? And why would I do that? Because they affected my spirit. I can give you all the excuses why I didn't, but it affected my spirit. They affected my ability to shine like a star in a wart and crooked generation. Right? Again, nothing wrong with them in the eyes of this world. Nothing that I was doing that was illegal. But church, those things, they were bringing me down. And what are you filling yourself with? That is bringing you down. What are you doing that's keeping your star from shining really bright? Because so There's a promise here this morning, and I don't want any of us to miss this. That if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can live without grumbling and arguing. That we can become blameless and pure generation of children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. That we might shine like stars amongst them. As we hold firmly to the word of life. That is a promise for us today. That is not some pipe dream, fairy tale or fantasy. That can be your reality today as a born again believer. Do you believe that? So ask yourself this question. Do you want that? Do you want that? And if you do, you got to claim it for yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. You say in the name of Jesus, I want that today. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to believe that is my reality today. For some of you, you're going to have to take a hard look at your life. Be spiritually mature. Examine your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to examine it. As painful as that can be, are you in a healthy place with the Lord? Is your relationship with Him healthy? I'm not talking about whether you're going to heaven or not. This isn't a whether you're saved or not message. I'm talking about that precious, intimate love relationship with the Lord, with Jesus, where He whispers and you hear His voice. Is it healthy? Is it Zoe life? Or is it just existence? How is it going? If you're grumbling and arguing, complaining and fighting, your relationship with Jesus is in an unhealthy place. Because the byproduct of hanging out with Jesus is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And anything other than that expression is the expression of your will rearing its ugly face compared to you yielding to the Lord, surrendering, and letting His will be done in your life. When God is in control, His fruit is on display. When you are in control, arguing and complaining is on display. If you want to write something down, write that down. When God is in control, the fruit is on display. When you are in control, arguing and complaining, grumbling and fighting, is on display. And I want to do something this morning. I believe this is going to be extremely powerful because with the pressures of life, I get it. Some of you are just completely stressed out because life is hard and then it gets harder, doesn't it? But with this, some of our RPMs, they're just revving. You know what I'm talking about. The motor, right? I mean, we're up here. The motor is just... Revan, I see people around me. I, I, I have people that I, I have encounters with and you've had these encounters too with people. They're so tightly wound that if I, if I say even one word that they don't agree with, instead of showing me grace, right, what do they do? Boom, they unleash, they lash out. Do you know anybody like that? Have you ever been that person to somebody else? Right. Well, some of us are in that place. Today And it's time to stop. It's time to surrender to the Holy Spirit once again. So this is what I want to do. And I believe this is the holy moment. I I want to reread Philippians 2 again. But I believe that God was asking me to create some space this morning for the Word to sink deeper. That as I read the living Word of God, which is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, that our RPMs, our engines, the minds, our hearts, our bodies, would begin to relax. They would begin to soften. It's an opportunity not to be filled with your own will, not to be filled with the things of this world, but be filled with the glorious power of God, His Holy Spirit. If it's weird, I apologize. You're just going to have to suffer through it. But for some of us, this is going to be a powerful, transforming, changing time with the Lord. So as I read this, Maybe just close your eyes. Maybe take a deep breath. Allow the Word to penetrate your heart. Allow the presence of God to fill you up, to remind you of the Zoe life that He has destined you to live. That Jesus Christ gave His life up for you to live. Philippians 2. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from His love, any common sharing in the Spirit, any tenderness and compassion, and make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in Spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility. Humility. Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. Rather, He beautiful Savior, made Himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself, became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted Him to the highest place, gave Him the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth. Every tongue acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, all to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will. And to act in order to fulfill His good purpose, everything without crumbling or farther, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault and a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain, even on being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from the faith, I am glad and I rejoice in all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice. Lord, I pray that the peace should be in this room. That this would be a moment our busy life to spend with you to allow you to fill us up that our life doesn't have to exist of just grumbling and arguing and complaining and fighting that you have called us to so much more you have called us to life Holy Spirit come come Holy Spirit come you are welcome here fill this place fill this atmosphere with your presence you are welcome here Church, did it come...